Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus, pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Hi, it's Rosalinda Rivera, and I'm excited to be in one more episode of Faith Fuel. And today we have an amazing guest. And I know I say that all the time, but I really, really, really mean it because this woman is, I'm just going to say, not just a world changer, but she is impacting local communities. She is a kind of voice that will transform your understanding. You know, when you pray to the Lord and you say, God, help me to say this. Lord God, help me to learn. Help me to reach out better, Lord God, so I can glorify you. Well, I have been listening to this wonderful, beautiful lady because I have been in several events with Tikoa Puri. Um, I just don't know. God just been lining us up. And so today I have her here. Tikoa, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for having me. And you forgot to add in your bio introduction that we're also sisters. Yes, we are. In fact, I'm so happy that yeah. we have our paths across. You are a fire starter, amazing woman. And I'm so happy to be here with you today. Uh, thank you so much. When I tell you we're really sisters, you know, it is that divine moment. You get to meet a lot of people in leadership and in ministry, but sometimes you pray. Yeah, we pray just like you do. God, send me a woman of God. Send me somebody that can talk the same language. And if you're listening today, maybe you have prayed that same prayer. So, Tekoa, you are my sister. And... It is just the beginning. I'm excited about what God's going to do. Let me just share a little bit about her. She wears many hats. Um, that is an understatement. But she's in, uh, ordained in ministry at the age of 16. Oh, my goodness. Tikoa was committed to exemplifying Christ in her career. And she is a nonprofit executive and a biased subject matter. I hope we get into that a little bit today expert trainer for the National Criminal Justice Institute at Fox Valley, where you have traveled the country training law enforcement, you've trained judges, um, and a youth program providers as well. And for over a decade, Tekoa has researched disproportionate minority contact and has been awarded multiple grants from Florida Department of Juvenile Justice. I love that. My heart is right there. I've worked a lot in our city with that. But to train law enforcement, this is huge. And you have received many awards for your very hard work. Tekoa was appointed to the Circuit 9 Advisory Board, where she currently serves as chairwoman Additionally, in 2019, Tekoa was appointed to the Orange County Mayor's Domestic Violence Commission, feeling an even greater call to help equip people spiritually to go further faster. And you and your husband, who I met, what a man of God, you guys are on fire for the Lord. Um, and so you guys actually are the pastors of Acceleration Church in Orlando. Yes. If I ever got a calling and the Lord wanted to move me, I would say, God, send me to Orlando or the beach or the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, and every year you actually host a ladies night out that attracts women of faith from throughout the U.S. for a night of fun, fellowship, expressions of faith, 
all of these hats to Koa Proudis role is you are a mommy girl. The best hood in the United States is the motherhood. And so unfortunately though, I didn't know this part of your testimony really touched me. You lost your parents when you were a teen. Um, so you're really, you've kind of taken that as making your family and ministry first. So Dio and Tekoa are rearing two beautiful future world leaders, Maximus, I love that, strong name, and Bella. Yes. So, girl, you, you got it going on, but you are making waves as a community leader and also for the gospel. Yeah, I, I told God at a young age, use me up. When I leave this earth, I want to know that I utilize every gift. I pursued every call. I obeyed every purpose. And so he has stayed true to that prayer. He's been using me a lot. And so I'm just a vessel. I, I want to serve and I want to see a better tomorrow for the next generation. And so however God wants to use me, I'm open. And I think so many times, Takoa, it's saying yes. Yeah. What would you say? Like somebody that says, you know, man, I heard everything she did. I want to be used. What advice would you give them? Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head. Don't say how in your response. Don't say why. Just say yes. And we have to walk out faith, you know, faith fuel. We have to walk out faith knowing that if God has given us the vision, he's going to set provision. And a lot of times if we sit and just think and dissect and try to plan out what God has said, fear comes in. Yeah. Fear will begin to grip you. And what fear does is fear paralyzes it stops you from moving. And so you have to replace that fear by moving quickly and moving on faith. Don't figure it out, just walk it out. Oh, I love that. Don't figure it out, just walk it out. Boy, if you're online, you better hashtag that. That's amazing. <laughs> but you, you're absolutely right. I think fear, we can allow it to disqualify us in our mind because then we'll run down every reason why God hasn't called us yeah. to do what he's opened the door for. And, Absolutely. you know, I always go back to that scripture, white are the fields of the harvest, but the laborers are few. So guys, if you're listening, I feel that we're in a season where God is calling and especially women to rise up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing, um, not only will God give you the timing and the provision, but he'll, he's already equipped you. When he created you, he put everything inside of you to do it. And for women, because we're caregivers, we want to push everyone else. But it's time to start pushing out those gifts on the inside of us. Tell us a little bit about the books that you've written. Um, I wrote a book, a part of a series or six books, a part of a series called You Got the Power. And so You Got the Power is a, it was a workbook series for teens. Ah. Really, you know, Lord was really using me as, as you said in my bio, I got saved at a young age, ordained in ministry. And so I had an opportunity to partner with Dr. Alicia Compton-Young, who was a professor, and she wanted to create life-changing character education books. And so I partnered with her to write these series called You Got the Power. It's um, Unleash the Greatness Within. Um, the other one is Turning Your Life Around. You Got the Power, Turning Your Life Around, and so on and so forth. And so it was for teens. And so this was my first time out as an author, was writing books for teenagers. And we were so blessed. We were able to get these books into schools. And so it- Wow, it, that is amazing. It has the book, but it also has question and answers for the kids. And so we were able to get it inside of school and also put scriptures in it. And oh, so wow. without them knowing, so we would say, hey, here's a declaration you, you should say, I am the head and not the tail. I'm oh, a come on. 
And so for years we marketed this and was very successful. And then my most recent book, I have two. One is Lead Out Loud really silencing the voice of the enemy and speaking out you know we have power um power of life and death in our tongue and really that book teaches people how to speak out loud how to lead out loud it includes affirmations and daily proclamations you should read every day when you know that leadership is your mantle and what god has called you to and then most recently one of the proudest books I've written because all of my books have been self-help. This one is more from an academia research um, perspective, and it's called Understanding Racial Bias, Erasing the Lines That Divide Us. And so that one will be available on Amazon later this month. And it really talks about what we're seeing in the community. A lot of the civil unrest that we saw over the summer, this is work I've been doing for over two decades. So before it became a hot topic, I was researching, I was training, and there's truly a method to becoming unbiased, to really recognizing that we all have bias and how do we hone in so we don't make bad decisions that are discriminatory. Well, is it up for pre-buy yet, pre-purchase? It's not up for pre-buy. Yeah, it's going to be live. You can buy right then and there. You don't have to wait, but it's the end of the month and I'm on Amazon. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, and I don't do this and everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I don't make it a whole like promoting things. Um, I even forget to promote my own book. We were just on a television show together and I said, what was I thinking? But here's the deal. Everybody needs that book. And when I saw that book cover and with everything that just happened in this country, you know, I am a Latina woman. You know, I am somebody who knows what it's like to be a minority, especially in our city. You know, I was a firstborn Hispanic in Richmond, Virginia. Um, And so, but... I need to be educated even on today's language. And that is what this book is all about. So it's coming from an educated point of view. It's going to touch you. It's going to prepare you, especially if you're in the business world or in ministry, because we want to love on people. And we're going to do that through the way we talk and communicate. So, all right. Well, I have a question with everything going on in your life and all of your experiences. I want you to talk about a time where you really had to believe in God for a specific situation to change. There's been so many, Rosalinda, and I say that for a reason, because even for the listeners, those that are watching and listening, a lot of times we have been taught that once you receive salvation, once you confess that you are Christian, that just like that, your life changed for the better. And so I just wanna encourage those that are listening that yes, your life changed, but the journey, you're still gonna have those moments that you're facing mountains. You're going to have those moments that hurt. You're going to have those pain moments, those seasons of rain, those seasons of drought. But when you're walking this walk with Christ, he walks with you. And so just like if we look at the Hebrew boys, they were in a man on fire, but they didn't get burned because Christ was there with them. Now, had they not had Christ, they would have been consumed. And so there's been many times on my journey that I've been in the fire. And I needed God to be there with me. And I would say the most excruciating time when I felt the hottest heat and I wasn't sure if God was there with me, if he was going to step into the fire was when I lost my parents. So at the age of 14 years old, my mother, who had five children, the youngest at the time was four years old. I was 14. She went to the doctor. And the doctor came out. She asked me to go with her. And I went with her to the doctor. The doctor came out. My mom did not come out. He said, I have to send her to the emergency room. Your mom is severely 
ill. So we grew up in poverty. We didn't go to the doctor. We didn't have medical insurance. So my mom was a very strong woman. The one time I knew that she went to the doctor was the last time. Mm. Um, he rushed her to the emergency room. She was in the hospital for about three days and she transitioned to be with the Lord. That was a very, very hard time for me because I was so young. We were not prepared. We It was a sudden death. It was a shocking death, even for our community, for our church. They couldn't believe it because she was a praying woman. And the youngest was four years old. So my mother passed away when I was 14. Less than two years later, my biological father passed away. And so I came to a crossroad of, okay, God, do I drop out of high school? Because my mother had not graduated from high school. My father didn't graduate from high school. And so that generational cycle uh, just give up. You know, um, I was dealing with depression. I didn't know how to tell anyone because I was a leader in my church. I, I was an ordained minister. I was leading other people to Christ and I could not open up to say I'm hurting. And so it was a true faith walk that I needed God to step into the fire with me. And I wanted to commit suicide. I wanted to take my life. And I remember the night that I was like, God, this is it. I'm done. And I said a prayer before I had a pill. I had pills and I had a glass of water. And before I proceeded, I prayed and I said, God, if you're real, if everything I've been taught, if everything I've been teaching others, if what I feel when I pray is real, you have to show me right now that you're God or I'm out of here. And I proceeded because I didn't hear anything back. I grabbed the glass. I grabbed the pills and my phone began to ring mm. before cell phones ringed and ring. And I was like, forget it. I'm not picking it up. I'm out of here. And the phone had like this piercing sound that was hurting my ears. Grabbed my phone, Rosalinda, and it was my pastor. Mm. My pastor began to pray and began to speak in her heavenly language. Wow. And she said these words. And when she said these words, I dropped the pill bottle. She said, you will live and you will not die. Wow. Praise God. And what the enemy is trying to do right now is to take you out. But I stand in the gap and I decree and declare that you will live. Put the pill bottle down. Wow. And I dropped the pill bottle and I said, how did you know? She said, I was sitting down to eat dinner and God showed me a flash immediately and said, call to call right now because one second will be too late. She said, I dropped my dinner. I called you and God said, just begin to pray that every spirit, every attack is destroyed now. And buying the spirit of suicide and depression, she must live. I have a call for her. That moment I knew nobody can ever tell mm -hmm. that there's not a God. I know he lives. I know he exists. And his faith showed up when I didn't have faith. I prayed that prayer hoping, but I could not see. And that's what faith is when you can't see, when you can't understand. And he swooped in, he rescued me. And that is why I dedicate my life to him for the rest of my life. I owe him my life because he rescued me. My God, my God, I'm listening. I'm seeing it like a movie. I yeah. visualize. The, also the pressure because you were just a little girl and even though you were a little girl you're ministering to people at church you're you're preaching you're look age has no barrier you know and and that's why i think our hearts are so much the same because you know i grew up in ministry as yeah. a kid like it wasn't like wait till you're 18 and then you could <laughs> minister you know yeah. um, but i just imagine you know what you would have went through and then kind of the trauma that you're shoving down because you've got to be were you the oldest in your family or uh, my sister was older than i am okay she, i was 14 but I was the most vocal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, I, 
Yeah, that's also why we get along really well. <laughs> I used to say my sisters, um, they were like real passive aggressive and kind of little yeah. slick, you know, yeah. but because I had the big mouth, I just, I got spanked for all of them. So um, I just, I had to be the representative, you know, so but I, I'm listening to this story and then I'm seeing you stand there and in I don't want to say you ever have, you know, that it's ever right to take your life, but I can see how all of these things compiled could put you in this situation. And then the enemy wants to come in and you're praying to a God, you know, is real, right? But you just say, Lord, if you're real, because that's what we say in that moment. And I mean, I'm just seeing all of this like a movie and I see your, your pastor ends up calling you right at that moment. And what I want the listeners to know is no matter what you're going through, no matter your circumstance, no matter how great it was in a walk with the Lord, when tough things come into our life, we sometimes we can think suicide and we don't even talk about that as a church. And especially as a young person, you're dealing with these thoughts, but when you reach out to God, he answers and you're right. Tekoa, he has not only given you life, he's given you a purpose. I can't imagine this world without you because of the voice that you are in this time for this moment. And if you're listening, before I even go to another question, I just want to tell you that maybe, I just feel in the spirit, maybe you've been one of those people that during, especially this season of what's happening here in the United States and around the world, you have felt lonely and maybe thoughts of suicide. You have life, you have purpose that God wants to use you and we have to reach out to the Lord. And I'm so glad that your pastor called you, but maybe today this is the call. Maybe this is the voice saying, you know what? No, it's not time to give up. It's not time to die. It's not time to allow what's happening in your life to overwhelm you. You will live, you will not die. And so, look, we we just don't talk about those thoughts enough. Yeah, and I would say to those that are listening and watching, if you are dealing with that spirit of suicide, because that's what it is, it's a spirit. It, it enters where there is a breach. It enters where there is hurt and disappointment. And in this season, you may be experiencing disappointment or hurt, but know that there is help. No matter where you are in your life, no matter the situation, you can always call on the name of Jesus. You can always pray and he will hear your prayer. And so I just want to encourage those that are listening. I'm a witness. The enemy tried to make me self-destruct because I could not see a year down the road. I couldn't see two years down the road. I could only see what I was doing with at that moment, but God has purpose for you. And it's years, years down the road, you'll be able to look back and know this is why God made sure that you heard this message so you can be rescued from that spirit. That's right. And you know it for a fact, God rescued you with a purpose and you do have a purpose. And so, you know, talk to me about how does faith play a role in your career today? Absolutely. So it's so funny. I always say faith is transferable. So whether you're in church shouting and listening to the preacher or reading the Bible worshiping or you at work on the computer and you're you're meeting metrics and you're following your KPIs or you have a budget. Faith is transferable. You can take faith with you to work. And faith has been a shining light for me because there's been many times I've stepped out on faith to apply for jobs that I was not qualified for on paper. I was not qualified for an experience, but I took God with me and he qualified me. Oh, he come opened on. the door. He prepared me. And so I am so grateful that faith goes with you wherever you are. It's transferable. 
Oh man, now you know she's a preacher. So <laughs> I gotta hold back. <laughs> no, but that's a good word. So if you're listening today and maybe there's something you want to do, even in this season, I go back to this pandemic, I realize that we've gone through so much and it's been tragic. I, I understand yeah. that for so many people, yeah. but there's also this pause in calendars. You may need to go back to school. Yeah. You need to try to apply for another job. Maybe there's another career. Don't disqualify yourself. Absolutely. Don't have the faith that God is going to line you up, open yeah. up the windows of heaven or Absolutely. open up the door right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I got to ask you, what is it on your heart right now? What are you currently believing for? Oh, I'm currently believing for unification. I'm believing God for unity in the church. What I've seen over the past year has been heartbreaking for me as a Christian. I can only imagine how heartbreaking it's been for our father who created us. And so when I see, you know, individuals going back and forth and debating online and they are both representing a oh. church or a area of faith, it breaks my heart. And so I am praying and I'm in the trenches, believing God for unity across all cultures, across all genders, across all denominations. We have to come back together as one body because that's the representation of who Christ is, right? He's right. one body. He came back for all. And so I'm just... My prayer has been on a daily basis. I asked my team, you know, you have to have a team. I said, I want you all to find me or get made a blanket. I want a prayer blanket, but I want the prayer blanket to have every flag of the United States, Ooh, every, I love flag, that. every country. And so when I go into my prayer, my prayer room, I put that over me and I pray and I say, God, I can't get to every country right now and I can't get to every state, but I believe that your love is so strong that you can reach out to every one of these states and every one of these countries. And I lay hands on it and I say, God, just like this blanket, make us one. And I believe that God is going to do that. Uh, I believe it too, with all of my heart. Um, you know, we get to worship with 50 first generation nations. Yep. Be intentional with God's love, okay? Absolutely. Uh, whether it is a race, whether it's a different age group you're not used to hanging out with. Look, today something happened to me. Mm. I was in line for Starbucks, okay? Uh -oh. And I told myself, no, I'm not going to have any coffee. You know, I'll just wait till I pick up my son from school. But then I was like, you know, I passed by it and I was like, I had to roll in there and get my coffee. <laughs> and so I go to pay and look at this, accidentally drove in the drive through and forgot to place my order because I was busy talking. So, okay. okay, let me run around the building one more time, you know, and I wasn't frustrated. I just thought, gosh, I'm so caught up in too many different things. As I come back in line, place my order and go to pay, the lady says, the man in front of you paid for your coffee. Wow. And I so he it. was waiting on the side and I end up pulling beside him and I rolled the window down. I was like, thank you. And he was an older gentleman. I just wanted to make somebody's day. Uh, and I, I just thought how awesome, even in differences of age, yeah, you know, especially yeah. when it comes to our cultures and our Absolutely. race, um, you know, we had an event one day and we called it the international food fair. Okay. And so we had all the food in the parking lot and everybody came and somebody from another church called and says, where did you get all the food from the different nations. Mm. I said, well, they actually go to our church, you know? We have yeah, because it's so diverse. China, from everywhere. But it doesn't happen accidentally. Mm -hmm. And I say, you have to be intentional. So what can we do to intentionally 
uh, reach out maybe to another sister at work or somebody who we really want to, but we don't know how they'll respond to us. Yeah, absolutely. One thing is to know that everybody's the same. The only thing that's different is our pigmentation. Your pigmentation does is not given to you by genetically. It's given to you because of geographical location. So right. the only difference is pigmentation. We are all the same. And so when you approach that that colleague or that coworker, keep that in mind. This is just like another friend of mine that may look like me. A lot of times we get familiar and comfortable approaching people that look like us because we assume they have the same experience, the same taste, the same flavor. But at the end of the day, we're all the same. The other thing I would say is if you are listening and you're in a position of leadership, make sure that when you're at the table, you look around. If the table does not look like those that are middle managers or not managers or the community that you serve, be intentional about bringing diversity at the leadership level because representation matters. When you see individuals at the leadership level that's diverse, those that are underneath will begin to do the same thing. Let's become diverse like our leadership, who we look up to, who we're seeing on a regular basis. And that's what church is well. My husband is so intentional about making sure our praise team, those that are up front and worshiping that they're diverse, that our musicians are diverse. And so we have to make sure that if you're in the position of leadership, be intentional by making sure that your leadership line is diverse so you'll see that triple trickle down in every other aspect of the organization. I love that. And that will pay off, you know, in Absolutely. our church, we intentionally, and even with new life for youth, you know, yeah. in our mercy house, when I do pictures, when I do promo, mm -hmm. we make sure it's all the way across the board in our women's ministry, you know, yeah. and, and maybe you're in an area where like, you know, it might be all Spanish, you know, and you're yeah. like, oh, how do I break that? How do I get the first person to cross over yeah. Yeah. and come over? And I think um, sometimes in our literature, um, maybe presenting the idea of how you want it to look like Absolutely. what your heart is. And so we have to do a whole nother thing on this bias thing yeah. because yeah. look, you guys better follow her on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> because you. today while I was in the line at Starbucks, I'm watching that video. Look, guys, you just need to go on there because you're going to go, what video? No, go follow her. Go watch her stuff um, because it's a story about a nail shop. That's the most yeah. I'm going to give you. But we have got to do this again. But before I let you go, I got to ask you this. Um, can you encourage our listeners whose faith have been shaken on what to do to believe again? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to encourage those that are listening, that are watching, that are that's in that moment of decision and you don't know how to believe because it does not look like what you feel. And that's what faith is. Faith is pulling and believing when you can't see it. And I wanna encourage you that how you start does not dictate how you finish. I just shared a little bit of my story. I grew up in the in, in, in poverty. I was on welfare. Uh, my mom dropped out of high school. My dad dropped out of high school. I came from uncles that were in prison for murder, <laughs> um, family members that sold drugs. And God said, I'm calling you to be a little preacher. And who would have thought that he would choose me? But it took faith because I could not see 
what he saw for me. I would get glimpses, I would get images. And some of you that are watching, you get those little glimpses, those little peeks into what God is saying for your future. It requires faith for you to arrive to that destination. So I want you to believe beyond where you are right now. Begin to read faith scriptures, begin to feed yourself with the word of God because you wanna replace every seed of fear with seeds of faith, with words of faith. So begin to search the scripture and begin to let the scripture and the word of God speak to you to silence the voice of the enemy because everything that God promised you, it will surely come to pass, but you must believe. You've got to believe if there was ever two women that came from a disqualified past, oh, yes. you are looking at them right mm -hmm. now, okay? You know, both of our fathers, you know, all of our, our cousins, I mean, just everything and no education, right? No formal education in the past. And, you know, but God was like, oh, he's just having fun with this. He's mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter where you came from because where you're going is going to look totally different. So today, as you're listening, maybe you've had ideas. Maybe you've tried to start businesses and they have faced failures. You know, maybe there's relationships that didn't work out the way you intended. Don't let it stop you from trying again. Have faith because God wants the best for you. He wants the best for you and your family, in your friendships, in your marriage, with your children, with your education. Look, when the best things happen to you, guess who gets glorified? God gets glorified. You know, I love that story in the Bible about Gideon. He had this big old huge army and he thought, oh, I'm going to roll in there deep and we're just going to get it done with. And God had a different story. He had a different idea. It was to take all of those people out. So it looked impossible. And in an impossible situation, he won and got the victory. So when it looks impossible in your life, just know it's okay. God's got this. You're going to have the victory. Have faith. And look, just continue. Like she said, I like that. You know what I do? I put scriptures all on my wall, sometimes on my mirror, sometimes on my rear view mirror. I know that's not safe, but I did it one day. I put a post-it note <laughs> and I put a scripture of faith because I was going through a time of testing where I didn't, my, my spirit wasn't very, I wasn't doing so good because life looked really challenging around me. So I would encourage you, this is not two women that have, you know, really highly successfully, you know, reached different, you know, we're authors and speakers and we didn't have problems. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. We came out of some tragic situations and God now has gotten the glory because we've given our lives to him for his purpose. So you have purpose. I pray that you are totally touched by this podcast today. One thing I don't like to do is I don't like to close without prayer. So Tekoa, would you pray for any Absolutely. listener today that says, man, that's me. I need some more Absolutely. faith in my life. Absolutely. Father God, we pray for the man, the woman, the child, the youth that's listening, that's watching, you know, their heart you know their situation, you know the petition that they have before you. Father, but what I know is that you are God that hears our prayers. I know that you are God that operates in supernatural power. So Father, I pray today, God, for those that are listening and need your voice, need your touch, God, need your movement in their behalf. I pray that, Father God, you will move for them now. Give them strength to believe. Increase their faith to know that it's going to work out on their behalf. Father, I pray that you begin to order their footsteps in your word so they won't go astray. Father, I pray that you begin, God, to move now on their behalf. God, those that are hurting, I ask for healing. Those that need clarity, Father, God, I ask 
ask for wisdom and knowledge. Those that are in the valley of decision, Father God, I ask for clarity. Those that, Father God, just need a touch, God, I pray that you would touch them, God, where they need you the most. And I pray for those that are saying, I want to draw closer to God. I want him to use me. Father, I pray that you meet them at the point of their desire. And Father God, begin to move now for your children, that they will know that you heard their prayer, that you've met them at the point of the need. And as of today, as they move forward, their life will never be the same. But Father, it will be all the better. We stand now, Father God, on your word that tells us that if we ask anything in your name, it shall be done. So Father, we ask this in your name. And Father, we decree and declare by faith that it is done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us. If you guys are in the Orlando area, make sure to visit Acceleration Church. You are going to love it. Um, go be a part of it. If you're anywhere near, I don't care if you're an hour near, just drive over there and fellowship and worship with them. You know, Takora, I was during that prayer, I just felt like the Lord is just going to open platforms for you because we need women of God to have your education, your voice, and also your compassion for people to be able to bring that message because that message is not easily heard by everybody if it doesn't come with love and you have that gift on you so I just pray that he continues to you be that voice for the Christians to go out there and train us teach us but also in the world that the yes. world's platforms would open up as they have to you in the past, but even in a greater capacity. Um, I know it's happening right now with you, but I, I'm just believing God. And I thank God that he's equipped you for that space for such a time as this. Amen. Thank you, woman of God. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And thank you for being a trailblazer. Those of you that are listening, I know that follow you, they may not know you personally, but I've had an opportunity to get to know you personally. You're such a giver and you have such a big heart. And I'm just so grateful for our, for our sisterhood. Oh, me too. I, I can't wait for it to grow from here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. if you are listening today, make sure you share this podcast with somebody. Tag three friends. Let us know. Comment. Tell us that you're enjoying this and let's get the word out. I got a great report from Charisma Magazine and we are probably in the top 10 oh, and we got to take it to a whole nother level. We've been in 80 countries thousands and thousands of people have downloaded this podcast so make sure you are my teammate on this make sure you give it a review and if a five star okay i'm not playing it better be a five star and you got to tell people about it so it can continue to grow and always remember this that when you put your trust in god he will fuel your faith Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.